So with that being said, hopefully you've gotten yourself a palm branch by now. So before we go any further, we've got to test it out. Ready? Stick your palm branch up in the air and stay with me. Hosanna! All right, let's go to the Lord in prayer. And after we pray, would you please rise and welcome one another. Father, we come to you now in Jesus' name. I want to thank you for this day. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. And I pray, Lord God, your Holy Spirit right now will work in each and every one of our hearts. Lord, if there be anyone that needs to come to know you personally, Lord, Savior, anyone that needs to get their heart right with you, or if there's anyone online, Lord, watch us, and they need to be comforted or encouraged today, would you let today be the day that you minister to them, Lord God, that you encourage them to get back to the people, back in their house, and back with you. And I pray, Father God, even now, we begin worshiping you, and I pray, Father God, right now, that you put that love and that peace and that joy in each and every one of our hearts. Be with those, Lord God, who are not with us today, that are out traveling, those who are homesick, let them know their love and their prayer for, and bring them safely back to us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So please rise and welcome one another.
that's my key. Blessed be the name of the Lord, our God is good. So let me start out by saying it is so good to be back in Texas. There is no place like Texas. God bless Texas. And let me tell you, you are so fortunate and so blessed to live in this great state. It is once its own nation. God bless Texas. There is no place like Let me say it again. There is no place like Texas. Amen. Yes. Texas, some of you are disagreeing with me. No, I've been in a lot of states. I've been all over the place. Texas is where it's at. Telling you right now where you want to be. Well, happy Palm Sunday. So I want to challenge you this morning. Every time you hear the name Jesus, you got to raise up your palm. Don't shout Hosanna because you shout me down when I'm preaching. Now. But raise up your palm. Now, if I start saying Hosanna, say, say, say Hosanna with me. Ready? So we're going to try it together as a group, as a congregation. We're going to do it on the count of three. Ready? One, two, three. Hosanna! you got to say it with me. Now do it again a little bit louder. One, two, three. Hosanna! you got to say it like you mean it. Hosanna! Now what Hosanna means is, Lord, save me. It means save me, Lord, please. It's got a prayer in it. God, save me. No one else can. Hosanna in Gadol is what they would say in Hebrew there. And it means, God Almighty, save me. No one else can. And so you begin to see the picture of what Palm Sunday is all about. As Jesus walked the streets of Jerusalem, as He came in on a donkey, as the world began to gather around Him, those who began to feel like there was something spiritual began to shout, Hosanna in the highest! They began praising God loudly in their voices. And let me tell you, right now, in 2023, and God's church, God's people, God's bride need to understand. We need to feel something spiritual is happening. Something is moving out throughout the world. And we need to gather around God and start saying, Hosanna in the highest. He is coming soon. I know you can feel it in the air. It's like electricity. It's like something is moving and touching and reaching out and filling those churches and those people's hearts. We've seen things that we haven't seen in years because it is Some of you will get mad at me and say, Josh, you don't know any of the times. You're absolutely right. I don't know. But I can tell you this. Every day is one day closer. Amen. And he's coming and he's coming soon. Well, it's so good to see each and every one of you. Thank you for each uh, and every one of your prayers. It was a wonderful time. I will share a lot with you uh, tonight about Poland, where I, where I was, what I was doing, who I was with, whether or not our trip was successful, and whether or not God did anything in that trip. I'll share that with you uh, tonight. We invite you to be here uh, at 6 p.m. Come here about a town called Elk. And uh, spelled just like it sounds. Elk. That's where I was, about 43 miles from Russia. Wow. We're going to be a part of that tonight. Well, good to see you today, boys, this morning. And let's begin. Title of the message is called In. I am. In. I like that title, in. Oh, oh, when I grew up, I wanted to be a part of the in crowd. How about you? Some of you say, I didn't really care about it, fads. I didn't go into that. No, I wanted to be a part of the in crowd. I wanted to be popular. I wanted to be famous. I wanted to be liked by my peers. And I wanted folks to know when I was around. I wanted to be part of the in crowd. That's kind of what we're talking about this morning. 
They walk him down the Mount of Olives and into Jerusalem, and the closer he gets, the more spiritual people start to feel. Uh, are you hearing me this morning? Uh, I'm not preaching to a new gate now. Think about it for a second. The closer he gets to Jerusalem, the more spiritual they start to feel. In fact, I love my Jewish brothers and sisters. I love my Jewish friends. Here's the deal, though. They had no business cutting palm trees down. We'll talk about that here in a second. They had none whatsoever. They just knew something spiritual was happening. They're like, what are we going to do right now? Let me describe you this morning. Perhaps it describes you online. And you start thinking, I don't know what to do, but I know God's all around. I know God's in my life. I know God's speaking to me right now. I just don't know what to do. Well, you know what? You can always be like the Jews today and cut down a palm tree. And now the fountain is the addiction of all the gospel. That's the addiction of the believers today. The very addiction of the believers today. We can learn, of course, from the obvious. From the obvious in the scriptures there, people recognized that God was moving in their lives, and they started cutting down palm branches. Now, if you know anything about Jewish holidays, you already know there's only one holiday we cut down palm branches for. And that is for the cup, right? That's for the Feast of Tabernacles. And that's where we would take the palm branches, the willow branches. We would take the myrtle tree, and we would take a citrus fruit called the ethos. We'd put it together, and we'd take the lunar. Some of y'all done that with me here at Rochester Avenue Baptist Church. Well, we did some small teaching on the Feast of Tabernacles, and we would shake the lulav up and down and left and right and north and south and east and west, right? And we would shake the We would sing a song about it called Shaking the Lulav. Yeah. You're not singing with me, though. See, I'm gone for a week, and you guys quit singing. What happened now? we got to get back in that happy spirit. we got to get back in that mode. Let me tell you right now, you've got reason to rejoice. You've got a God in heaven who thinks your work is only begotten son. That is reason to rejoice. He sent his son. He died for you. He shed his blood for you. Boys and girls, brothers and sisters, children of the king, we've got reason to rejoice. Ooh, we can learn from the eyes. Those people began to recognize something know what to do. You know what's funny? I think the closer and closer we get to the rapture, the closer and closer we get to the return of Jesus Christ, the more spiritual people begin to realize. And they don't know what to do. In fact, go to Walmart today and you run into wicked, you run into odinists, you run into atheists, you run into weirdos, morons, and a few nuts. Somebody say amen. They know something spiritual is happening. They just don't know what to do. Now that in itself says something from modern times but it's the before people begin to realize something spiritual happened. They just don't know how to respond accordingly. And you can see that at the Mount of Olives. They began to cut down palm branches. It wasn't so that you couldn't hear the quick clock of the donkey's feet. It was because they knew something was happening. And they began cutting down palm branches, much like they did in the book of Maccabees, when a man by the name of Yehudas Maccabeus, Judas Maccabeus, began walking his army victoriously in through the gates of Jerusalem where they had just won independence from the tyranny, the tyrannical army of Antiochus IV. He had just won it and he brought his soldiers in. Then never again will we give up our right to worship. Never again will we give up our right to read God's Word. And there's something we need to learn about that. Today, inside of modern United States, they're wanting you to quit reading God's Word. They're wanting you to change God's Word. They're wanting you to say that we can accept immorality. In fact, we need to be more like Judas Maccabeus and stand up and start saying Hosanna in the highest. 
need to learn from the ox.
about we're in Jesus, but Jesus in you. See, that's the difference between a real Christian and a fake Christian. Real Christians can be all about what God is doing. They could be in God's house. They could be in God's people. They could be in whatever God is doing, but the truth is God is not in them. So I want to ask you a question this morning. God is you, because you know right now whether or not God is in you. In a few minutes, we're going to celebrate the Lord's Supper. 
Jesus went in Jerusalem. And today, Jesus still makes triumphant entries in our hearts. In fact, right now, He is standing at the door of your heart, knocking, saying, let me in. Let me and my Father in. Let the Holy Spirit come in. Right now, He's still calling His people. He's still calling His children. Jesus, not just Jesus in you, not just around Jesus, not just be talking about Jesus. You got 
have to be in Jesus. Ephesians 2.13 tells us again, if we will be in Jesus, then we were once far off can be brought near by the blood of Christ. You need to be brought near this morning. You might be saying, Pastor, I feel so far away from God. Hello, get in Jesus. Let Him bring you close. Pastor, I feel like God is so far away. Hello, get yourself in Jesus. Look at me in Ephesians 1.13. We're talking about being in Jesus. In Him. This is chapter 1, verse 13. In Him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, whom also, having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Listen to me now. Not only are you brought near by Jesus, you get sealed with the Holy Spirit from being in Jesus. Do you know the test? The true test of a Christian is whether or not you've got the Holy Spirit in you. And if you're living in Jesus and He's living in you, then you're sealed with the Holy Spirit and you can't help but go about your Father's business. We need to be in Jesus. We need to start singing all the time, Hosanna in the highest! What a triumphal entry! In fact, He's still making fun of the entry today. Perhaps He's to make an entry into your heart. Perhaps you need to make a triumphal entry after He's resurrected you from the dead, after He brings you back from the brink of disaster, after He brings you from total oblivion. Jesus, in Jesus, we are 
justified. In Jesus, God looks at us and says, that person right there is righteous. That person right there is clean. That person right there is acceptable. That person right there is near to me. He's a near relation to me. He's a brother. He's a sister. He's a daughter. He's a child of God because of Jesus Christ and the faith we can have in Him. You've got to get in Jesus. In Jesus. Wrong. Not only wrong, but it's horribly wrong. Not everything bad is because God is testing you. Can I be honest with you? 
sometimes bad things happen to good people simply because you sin. How many of you know the Bible teaches us that unrighteous people hate righteous people? You say, where's that happening in Scripture? Uh, hello, you are salt. You are like Do you know what salt does to corruption? It stings. You know what? You ever, you ever cut yourself and eat a McDonald's down the French I'm going to preach it to the front of it. It hurts. When righteousness gets around unrighteousness, it stings and it hurts, and they begin trying to wash you away with everything they do. You're also light. You can take the light of the world. And when light comes around, darkness is exposed, and everything darkness is in you. That's your nature, child of God. You begin revealing. You're not into secrets. You're not into things that are hidden. You begin revealing because your new nature is now one of light, not darkness. I don't teach on this. I'm usually in a van. I don't teach a lot on Christian life because I expect you to be in Jesus. And if you're in Jesus, you're learning the things that I'm learning. But I want to be honest with you. If you're in Jesus, your new nature will be light. If you're trying to conceal something, to hide something, guess what? You're in the darkness. Amen or me. However, when the light comes around, the darkness flees from it. It can't understand it, nor can it fight it, nor can it combat it. Wherever the light goes, the darkness must flee. And the world is It's funny, there's just plenty of quote unquote Christian creation. God doesn't know what I'm doing. That's some of the unbeneficial I don't know about you, but it's a badge of honor. People ask me, Pastor, have you ever been persecuted for being a Christian? I said, have. I've been persecuted for being a Christian. That's what True. Let alone being the father of my children I've been persecuted for. One of the worst things that's ever happened to me for being a Christian. One of the worst things that ever happened, I thought I would be a persecuted badge. I was a brand new young Christian. I received a cross that someone had made for me with a little string on it. They made a little plastic and it was kind of a Things through it, kind of like a coating desert. I used to wear it over top of my shirt. So I got a job at Walmart. Walmart said, and Walmart said, We don't care if you wear your cross, you've got to tuck it in. So I went immediately to God and said, They're persecuting me. And God was like,
again, what did I say? This whole be people of love. And love conquers all. I want you to know something right now before it gets any worse in the United States. Real love cannot abide in falsehood. Real love can't live in a lie. Real love must proclaim truth. It must shine like light. It must be salt in a world that needs salt. Let me tell you something about salt. I love salt. My wife loves salt. Salt is great. Salt is wonderful. Jesus himself said, salt is good.
However, if you still would like the old cup the Titanic, we're going to put some on the plate, and you need to take one of those. I'm going to put five on the plate. So if you need more, we will get those for you. Um,
Look at the piercings in there and remember that he was pierced for us. Look at the body that's broken and remember it was broken for us. I received of the Lord that which also delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus the same life of the same bread. When he had given thanks, he blessed it and said, Take peace, this is my body. 